Welcome to the Live Free, Love Life podcast, where we discuss how to create more freedom so we can love our lives no matter what we're going through. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Live Free, Love Life. Today, we're going to be talking about how to stop being negative, and more specifically, how to create freedom from your brain's negativity bias. Our human brains, they are a marvel of complexity. They're capable of processing an astonishing amount of information every single second. They are the most powerful tools on the planet. But it also comes with quirks and peculiarities, one of which is the brain's innate negativity bias. This bias is a cognitive phenomenon where the brain tends to give more weight to negative experiences, negative emotions, and negative information compared to positive ones. While this bias served an essential evolutionary purpose, in today's world, it often works against us. So we have to create a lot of awareness of how our brain works so that we can be onto our brain and not fall into its traps that used to be useful, but now not so much. They mostly just get us into trouble. So let's talk about what this is. It, the negativity bias is a psychological and neurological phenomenon that makes our brains more sensitive to negative information. It is rooted in our evolutionary history, where survival often depended on being hyper-aware of potential threats. As a result, our brains developed a keen sensitivity to negative stimuli. So what does all this actually mean? The primitive part of our brain that has not evolved since caveman days, it still thinks we're in that time where everything is super, super dangerous, and it is scanning the world every second of every day looking for danger. Your brain asks yourself, am I safe, multiple times a second. It is specifically looking for all the things that could be a problem. So that's all the things with you, right? How many of your brains tell you all the things that are wrong with you all of the time? It looks for the negative because those negative things could be dangerous. The reason your brain does this is to try to protect you from danger. It's like, hey, did you know that you're not very good at this thing? You should probably fix that because if you don't, we're going to die. That is how that part of your brain works. This bias manifests in various ways all of which affect your freedom. And today we are going to talk about three of them. The first one is having stronger negative reactions. We often react more strongly to negative events or negative feedback than to positive ones. Think about, let's say you give a talk or something and 99 people tell you, you did an amazing job. It was so helpful. This was so good. It was so funny. And then one person is like, yeah, that could have been better. I really didn't like this part. Your brain will hyper-focus on that one negative thing because we react more strongly to the negative feedback than positive. Same goes with negative events. We react more strongly. It, it becomes a much bigger deal to our brain. The second is memory enhancement. Negative experiences tend to be etched in our memory more vividly and for longer periods than positive ones. This phenomenon is known as a negative vividness effect. And it explains why we remember past failures with more clarity than successes. This is super important to remember because as you move forward and you do scary things or you do things you've never done before or you do things for your growth, your brain is going to be so hyper-focused on every time you've failed and it's going to make all those failures really, really big when really you had tons of successes, tons, more than failures, but your brain doesn't even see them. We have to be onto our brain and know that that's happening. So that when we're in that moment, our brain is reminding us of how bad we failed and how it's going to go horribly wrong, we can remember, wait, 
This is just my brain's negativity bias. If I actually go look, I can find all the times I've succeeded and all the times it's gone well and all the times it's been amazing. But your brain is not going to offer you that on its own. That's why this awareness is so key. Have you ever noticed when we go camping and a big storm comes through and our tents are flying away and then it freezes and we're freezing to death at night? It's horrible. Everyone on the trip would agree. It's horrible. And yet, those are the ones that my kids talk about over and over because they are etched into their memory. The ones where everything went wrong, now, years later, they remember with fondness. Whereas the trips where everything went great, everything went exactly as it was supposed to, we barely even remember them. They were not etched into our memory the way the negative ones were. Look for different ways that this is showing up in your brain where you totally remember the negative. And it's like the positive never really existed. We have to go look for that on purpose, knowing how our brains work. Okay, and the third way we're going to talk about today is anxiety and stress. The negativity bias can contribute to higher levels of anxiety and stress as our minds fixate on potential threats and worst case scenarios. For those of you whose brains really like to worry about the future, this is part of that. It is part of that negativity bias. Our brain thinks that if we hyper-focus on everything that could go wrong, we can somehow prevent it from happening. That's not actually true, but that is how our brain works. Let's talk about how your negativity bias may be limiting your freedom, because that is what this podcast is all about, how we use different things to limit our own freedom. And the neg negativity bias is part of our own brain, which means every time the negativity bias limits our freedom, it's really us limiting our freedom. Let's talk about a few ways that it does that. The first one is pessimism. You may have noticed this in your kids, especially if you have teenagers. They just seem to have negative thoughts about everything. It's very pessimistic. And then as we watch their negativity, our negativity bias often jumps in and comes into play because we become negative about their negativity. So here is how pessimism limits your freedom. It leads to a skewed perception of reality where negative events that seem more frequent and overwhelming than they are. When you are indulging in this pessimistic outlook, often unknowingly, you aren't free to experience all the amazingness life has to offer. And the reason I bring up our kids is because it's so much easier for me to notice it in my kids. We'll be out having this amazing experience in nature, hiking or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it smells so good. It feels so good. This is so amazing. And they're missing all of it, every single bit, because their negativity bias is noticing uh, that their feet hurt and that they're sweaty and whatever that is. They their negativity bias is only noticing negative, which limits them from experiencing all the beauty and the wonder and the amazingness this life has to offer. That is how our negativity bias in the form of pessimism can limit our freedom. It makes us less free to enjoy life, to enjoy everything around us. When you are in this pessimistic outlook, you aren't even able to see what else is available or what other options you have, leaving you shackled with fewer or no choices. You can't enjoy the amazingness of the world and you also can't see other options and you can't see what's available and it just kind of leaves you very stuck. Okay, the second way the negativity bias may be limiting your freedom is in your relationships. You have relationships 
with amazing people, truly. And you are missing out on a lot of their amazingness when your negativity bias is running the show. Because what you're going to notice is all of their unwanted character traits, all of the things they do wrong, all your perceived slights and offenses, everything that isn't as good as you want it to be or as good as it could be, when your brain hyper-focuses on that, you miss everything else. It might be one thing out of a hundred they do that annoys you, and your brain will focus on the one thing that's driving you crazy. It doesn't even see all the other things that they are, that they do, how they contribute to your life. You miss all of it when you are in this negativity bias. When your brain is focused on everything that isn't as you wish it was, you aren't free to enjoy the good things about that person or that relationship. You also aren't free to create the kind of relationship you actually desire. Because remember, the negativity bias limits what available options you can see. You can't even see that you could have something better, much less how to create it. Okay, the third way the negativity bias may be limiting your freedom is procrastination. Fear of negative outcomes can lead to procrastination, making it challenging to set and achieve goals. This limits what dreams you are free to go after and bring to life. You are always free. Let's not be mistaken about this. You are always free to go after your dreams. But with your negativity bias, you limit yourself. You literally put yourself in bondage. You literally say to yourself, oh, I'm sorry, you can't go after that. That's what happens when we indulge in our negativity bias or when we don't even recognize that it's there and that we're letting it drive the car. We don't want to let our negativity bias behind the wheel. It can sit in the back seat and it can say all the things it wants to say to us, but we don't want to let it drive. That is when we have a problem. Okay, the fourth way your negativity bias may be limiting your freedom is with worry and anxiety. Constant negative rumination can amplify stress and anxiety, impacting your mental health and your overall quality of life. When you feel anxious, stressed, or worried, it is much harder to be who you want to be and do what you want to do. Sometimes it's downright impossible. When you aren't aware of this bias, you may not realize that your limitations are self-imposed. You are taking away your own freedom. When you are ruminating on these things that cause worry, stress, and anxiety, you also take away your freedom to enjoy the present moment. You aren't even in the present moment. You literally take yourself away from it. And you shackle yourself. You hold yourself back from doing all the awesome things you want to do in the world. Let's talk about these four one more time, just as a review. The four ways, I mean, there's probably more. These are the four I wanted to talk about. Your negativity bias may be limiting your freedom. Is pessimism, relationships, procrastination, and worry and anxiety. How do we break free from your negativity bias? This is part of your brain. You actually cannot get rid of it. It's always going to be there. And this is what I mean by it can sit in the back seat, but we never want it behind the wheel. When you let it drive, you shackle yourself, you take away your own freedom. When you leave it in the back seat where it belongs, you can listen to what it has to say. And you, you don't have to actually believe it. You don't have to follow it. Just like your kids in the back when they're like, mom, you should turn right here. That doesn't mean you actually have to turn right here. You're like, noted. Thank you. Going straight. Breaking free from your negativity bias is not something you do once and then never have to do it again. It is something we do over and over and over again. However, the more you practice, the less frequently it will be a problem 
and the easier and faster it will be to bake free when you notice it showing up. Here are the steps. The first one, develop awareness. That is what this podcast is for. It is to help us remember, oh, this is the way my brain works so that I can be on the lookout for when it shows up. As we learned from G.I. Joe, all of my fellow 1980s friends, knowing is half the battle. Once you know this bias exists and how it shows up for you personally, you're going to have to look at your own life and see where it's showing up. Now you can do something about it. It is half the battle. Start paying attention to how and when your brain automatically leans toward negativity. Just notice. Watch your thoughts appear without believing them. This is the child in the back seat. By acknowledging negative thoughts without judgment, you give yourself the freedom to choose what you want to do with them. That's what we want is we want freedom. Our negativity bias can say all it wants. And then we still have the freedom to choose. Sometimes you may want to be negative. You may choose to go down that road. Other times you may choose not to. The point is the choice. This is about freedom. This is not about being perfect. This is not about being positive all the time. It's about the choice. We want to have freedom of choice rather than feeling like, we are at the effect of our own brain. That's what we don't want. Okay, after you develop awareness, the second step is to get curious. When negative thoughts arise, get curious about them. Where did this come from? Is it actually true? How is it not true? How is the opposite true? What else is true? Is this really what I want to believe? How might someone else see this? What kind of experience do I want to be having right now? What would I have to believe to create that experience for myself? We want to get curious. We notice the negative thoughts. We notice the child sitting in the back seat telling us all the things about how this is terrible and we're doing it wrong and all the things, all those negative thoughts. Let's just get curious. Huh. I wonder why my negativity bias wants to tell me this right now. Or I wonder why my brain wants to say this right now. I wonder if this is even true. How is it not true? We just get curious about it. We're watching. We watch our brain and then we get curious. Step number three is to create safety. Your brain focuses on the negative in, attempt, in an attempt to keep you safe. But thinking negatively about everything doesn't actually keep you safe. When you notice negative thoughts, just remind your brain that you're safe that you don't actually need to go down this road of negative thinking to be safe. In other words, we're going to give our brain exactly what it wants. Your brain wants to know that you're safe. Instead of doing it your brain's way, which is not a very helpful way, do it your way by just saying, hey brain, I got you. We're totally safe. I promise we're okay. I'm going to keep on the lookout. I'm going to keep you safe. It's all good. Just give your brain what it wants in a way that's actually helpful. Number four. Cultivate positivity. Make a conscious effort to notice and appreciate positive moments in your life. Keep a gratitude journal. There's so much evidence out there of how helpful this is, and yet most of us don't do it. Regularly write down what you're thankful for. This practice can help rewire your brain to focus more on the positive. So even though we have this negativity bias, all have it, all of us are born with it. Some of us have taken that child that sits in the backseat. We've taken it to school. And we're like, hey, guess what? Did you know you can think all these positive things too? We're training our brain. We're creating neural pathways of positivity 
to teach our brain that it is okay to think positively. We don't have to be negative all the time. And we can do this on purpose. We don't have to say, well, I just wasn't born that way. I'm just not as positive that person. None of that's true. We can always create what it is that we want. If you would like to be more positive, if you would like to stop indulging in negativity, then do so. Cultivate it on purpose. Number five, engage in positive activities. Make an effort to do things that bring you joy and fulfillment. Stop trying to fit them in as a last, well, if I have room, which is what a lot of us tend to do. We do the things, all the things we talked about have to, need to, and should recently. We do all those things, the things we have to do and the things we need to do and the things we should do, but we forget to purposely make the things that bring us joy and fulfillment the top priority. What if those are the things that went on your calendar first? And if you don't calendar, if you don't schedule things, what if you just made them your top priority? This week, no matter what, I'm going to do this because it brings me joy and fulfillment. And I don't want to live my life doing all the things that I think I have to do and never doing the things that bring me joy and fulfillment. When you surround yourself with positivity, it can counter the effects of the the negativity bias. We have this brain. It does what it does. And it does not mean that we're just screwed and we just have to lay down and, oh, well, this is how it is. That's not how it works. The sixth step is hire a coach like me. I would obviously be a good choice. If you aren't making the progress you'd like by following these steps on your own, maybe you listen to this podcast and you go try it and it's not working. You may want to consider hiring a coach. Any coach is good. I am also awesome. But a good coach can provide you tools and strategies to help you manage negative thought patterns and develop a healthier mindset. We have the ability to look into your brain and pull out all the pieces and show you what's going on in there. We really are skilled in helping you with that awareness piece. Remember, that's the the number one step, awareness. Knowing is half the battle. A coach can help you to untangle it all and help you to work through it. And a coach can also help you to question it, the part where we get curious and you say, well, is that even true? Like, how is the opposite of that true? When we really question those negative things we're thinking, a coach can be extremely helpful for that, even if you are making progress. A coach can always be helpful with it. That is step number six. Let's go over all of them one more time. Here is how to break free from your negativity bias. One, develop awareness. Two, get curious. Three, create safety. Four, cultivate positivity. Five, engage in positive activities. And just a bonus step, number six, if you want more help, hire a coach. Okay, here are some questions to consider. Where do you notice your own negativity bias showing up in your life? Just where do you notice? What might you say to your brain when it offers an opinion from your negativity bias? And what is something you are willing to commit to right now to give yourself freedom from your negativity bias? The brain's negativity bias is a deeply ingrained aspect of our psychology, but it is not an insurmountable obstacle. By understanding this bias, recognizing its impact on our lives, and implementing proactive steps to counteract it, we can free ourselves from undue influence of negativity and lead more balanced, positive, and fulfilling lives. Embracing these strategies can help us cultivate a more optimistic perspective and break free from the shackles of pessimism. Live free, 
Love life, my friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might want to check out my Live Free Love Life membership, where we actually do the work of creating freedom so we can love our lives. Go to itstimetolivefree.com for details.